Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Central Virginia Fishing Report with Ethan Martin of Tail Tellers Fly Shop. How you doing, Ethan? I'm doing great today. How are you doing? As always, I'm just trying to stay out of trouble. Uh, how's the diaper changing business treating you? Oh, it's just going just fine, you know. <laughs> I'm sleepy, but other than that, you know, it's, everything's getting done. Well, there you go. And I uh, took a quick glance at your weather, and we've had a little bit of a cool-off in the mid-Atlantic, but it's going to warm up again, and I don't think you got that much rain out of this little cool-down, did you? No, we didn't get anything. We were supposed to get rain Tuesday, and then, you know, on in my neck of the woods, we haven't gotten anything. So our water is really, really, really low. Yeah, and as we talked about before, I mean, it's pretty much a no-go for trout in central Virginia. But, you know, on the smallmouth front, I mean, low, clear water is pretty challenging. Yeah, it is. And there's some, some ways around it. You know, like I, yesterday, I just wade fished in downtown. And it's pretty interesting. It's unique in that you can wade pretty much everywhere you want because the water is so low. Um, and so you can put in on one side of the river on the Lynchburg side and pretty much walk all the way to the Amherst side if you wanted to. And not even pretty much you can. I mean, like I said, I just did it yesterday. Um, so it's unique in some ways because you can access places for the person who doesn't have a boat. You can get pretty much anywhere you want to. Um, but the fish are definitely holding in very select locations that, you know, if it's crystal clear, they, you probably aren't going to be seeing quite as many fish unless they are congregating around, what deeper water there is or structure or shade lines. So you just got to you know, focus on where you're fishing um, because like, well, probably the picture that we'll post with this podcast, um, I got a drone shot going straight down and I mean, you can see every rock in the river. So you know, any bird can see that if there's a fish around, you know, he's, He's easy prey, an easy target. <laughs> yeah, got it. And, and is your, you know, we've, we've talked about this before. There's so many bait fish in the river. You know, is your topwater bite still a little bit slow? Uh, you know, it kind of is. Just the normal bug fishing stuff, like potato style. Um, but we did catch quite a few yesterday on a topwater bait fish in the riffle. So that's, that's always a good place kind of to target those more moving reaction style um flies it's just in the ripples where you know fish can hide and cover and just kind of ripping a real small bait fish imitation over the top and we've caught fish doing that so that's visual um and the bug fishing you know it's it's still okay like it's definitely doable i know the guys that's been out um have been still catching fish on top water um throwing chartreuse poppers or blue poppers or black poppers um so if you've got them throw them especially if you are floating in a boat and you're covering a ton of ground um, for the person that is just wade fishing i would use it as a tool in the arsenal but it wouldn't be the only fly that i'm throwing the whole time if that makes sense yeah it makes a lot of sense and we've got a question too uh had someone reach out over instagram and wanted to get your thoughts on how to fish your smallmouth flies in the zone without getting hung up. Yeah. Well, hanging up is sadly inevitable. <laughs> I mean, that, that happens to the best of us. Um, or the, you know, happens to every single one of us, whoever fishes, uh, and especially like the price of flies and, or even just even conventional lures, you know, some of these things can get to be 10 to $15 a fly. Um, so 
you know, you obviously, you want to catch a fish with that, but at the same point in time, you don't want to lose it. Um, so I kind of personally, I always err on the side of trying to catch the fish because I own a fly shop and because I can, you know, tie more flies if I need to. Um, but I think the thing that you'd want to focus on is how to get the fly back once you've lost it. Because, you know, typically right now, if you're just throwing a normal floating line, um, then most of your patterns shouldn't really be that deep on a normal floating line. So like, and especially the way the James is right now, or most of our central Virginia waters too, um, you can pretty much wait to wherever your fly is stuck and then try to get it unstuck. Of course, then you've got to weigh in. Are you willing to spook all the fish that are in that place, wherever that is? Um, so, you know, from that angle, to me, most of the time, if it's a really expensive fly, uh, like let's say if I've tied up a game changer, if I've bought a game changer, I'm probably going to do whatever it takes to get the game changer back. So if that means spooking every fish and just walking up, then I'm going to do that. Um, if I'm in a boat and I get stuck in a tree, I'm pretty much going to be rowing my boat back to try to get that fly out of that tree or climbing or swimming or doing whatever it takes. If I, you know, if the fly is worth it to me, if it's just like a clouser that I've got a hundred in the box, then I don't care quite as much. Um, but a couple of things that will make a big difference, especially if, if you're floating is if you're casting behind the boat, you're going to get snagged and you're going to break stuff off and you're going to lose it. So, Pretty much if I am floating down the river, then I'm focusing on the targets that are in front of me. Um, and that's what I'm fishing to because if I get snagged, I can usually, we're going to end up floating past that point, which I can pull it off the rock. Um, or you can just kind of micromanage what your fly is doing a little bit better. As opposed to if you're casting straight up behind the boat, then when something gets snagged, you immediately have tension because the boat is floating down the river. And you're going to lose that fly easier. So for the person that's floating in the boat, you're probably going to have less of a chance of getting some of these things, especially if it's on rocks. Cause that's, I think that's what the person is saying is trying to get the fly in the zone, which to me says you're trying to get it down, um, without losing it. So, you know, if you're in a boat and you're down on the bottom of the river, it's kind of an edible that you're going to lose a couple flies. Um, so you can rope up, you know, if you're throwing a game changer, try and throw something like 15 pound or 20 pound tippet, something that's stronger. Um, downside of that is you could, you're still going to hang up on stuff, you know, and it still might be hard to get that fly off of that rocker. The worst is trees, you know, if you get stuck on a stump or something, because those flies just eat into those things. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the thing just to keep in mind is that it's kind of, the cost of doing business you know if, if you're going to be out fishing and you're going to be trying to get a fly down into the zone you're inevitably going to get hung up uh, and there are going to be situations where you can't get the fly back and you just have to be sad and break it off <laughs> yeah and i guess the only other thing i would add to that is if you're lucky and in a boat or if you're waiting if you can you know if you're waiting and you can roll cast sometimes you can get enough slack to have the fly pop off um, yep. or to your point, right. Just like if you can row back upstream and take a little bit of tension off that line, a lot of times those smallmouth flies are so heavy, um, yep. they'll come off. Um, but yeah, I think other than that, then, you know, trying to yep. fish as high in the water column as you can and go lower and lower and lower if you're not catching fish. But like you said, at some point you're going to get hung up and you're going to lose something. Yeah. 
And there's, uh, to me, there's a difference when a fly, like the hook point buries into something or when the eyes or the dumbbell eyes or whatever it is, gets wedged into something. Because a lot of times if that hook point buries into something, you know, thinking about wood, getting that out, you're going to have to physically push the fly out of whatever it is, which is why you pretty much are always going to lose that fly. If it's wedged, like if you're fishing rocks, then the the answer is usually walk upstream or wait upstream or float back upstream or from the opposite direction of which you got caught and try and get it out that way. And most of the time, again, most of the time that works. Like yesterday, I did that plenty of times where, you know, you're casting at something. And uh, in this instance, we were fishing, um, more like I said, in downtown. So you're casting, something gets snagged. All right, well, I just walk up river and keep kind of pulling the line until eventually the it pops out. And um, so, yeah, it's just kind of learning the tricks. And, um, you know, I fish with some people that they get snagged a whole lot and somehow they miraculously save so many flies. And some of it is just the patience and perseverance to kind of mess with it and longer than what I do. Because most times if I don't get it in, you know, a handful of tries, I just rip it off. Because, again, I own a fly shop and I, I it's okay if I break stuff off. But that's not the case for everybody. Um, so, yeah, if the fly is really important to you, then I just say be uh, patient and persevere and get that thing out. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And you know, folks, we love questions at the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us or send them to us on our Facebook or Instagram page. If we use your question, I'll send you some Articulate Fly swag and we bring you a drawing for something cool from the shop at the end of the season. And Ethan, before I let you hop, why don't you let folks know where they can find the shop, hours and all that kind of good stuff. So the shop is in downtown Lynchburg. We are on Commerce Street. And if you can't make it down to the shop between 9 to 5, you can pretty much find everything that we have in the store on our website as well. Um, We ship stuff all over, ship stuff pretty much every day. Um, And we do free shipping, too. So if there's something that you're looking for, you can shoot us an email. Um, You can find that on our website. You can give us a phone call. Um, Just Instagram messages work, too. So there's a lot of different ways that you can get in contact with us. We pretty much have all the normal social media accounts. Um, and so, and I'm pretty much the one that manages all that. So with all the hats that I'm wearing right now, I, I'm still doing my best to answer you know, each and every question that gets sent to me. So feel free. Send it on my way. Yeah, there you go. And you know, folks, uh, don't get discouraged because the water is low. You might have an opportunity to go explore some water on foot that you haven't been able to get to before. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Ethan. Hi, Ryan.